Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I am here with my good pal, Bebop. Hey, Jonathan, do you know what today is? Um, yeah, Bebop, today is May 28th, 2021. Okay, that is the most boring answer you could have possibly given. Well, that's actually a pretty uh, standard answer, Bebop. No, today is the first day on the next day to the time when almost Bebop Tales next season is out. That made no sense. Yeah, it made total sense. First day, next day, to the day when we almost have Bebop Tales is almost coming out. Okay, yeah, all right, it's true. This season is wrapping up very soon, and then right afterwards, we'll have the new season of Bebop Tales. Oh man, I can't wait, 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 I can't wait. Okay, well, you're gonna have to wait just a little bit longer because we have to do this episode today. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode, the explorers are on the Marlow, the Marlow is turning into a planet, Finn went to his old compartment, and the door exploded. What will happen next? Find out on the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, a welcome guest. said Finn. I don't think we can open this. Okay, then we should just keep going, said Elias. We need to get to the battery before the Marlow completely terraforms. Wait, said Finn. I hear something at the door. (sighs) Elias and Finn looked at each other. That's not a good sound, said Elias. (sighs) It was a deep, grinding growl. We should get out of here, said Elias. But Finn shook his head. Wait, one more. The door to his compartment exploded open. Finn! shouted Elias. A cloud of dust had filled the hallway, making it impossible to see. There was rock and dirt and bits of metal and plastic and rubber, all of the materials of the Marlow from before and from now, and they were all filling the space in the hallway. Finn! Are you okay? Finn didn't answer. He heard Elias, but he couldn't speak. There was something in front of him. A weak light cut through the cloud of dust in the hallway. A deep shadow rose above him and started to close in on Finn. Finn pushed himself back on the floor, trying to scamper away from it. But it was hard to move with all of the rubble on the floor. The light seemed to be coming from the shadow, and whatever it was... Whoever it was, it was coming for Finn. Elias! shouted Finn. Finn! shouted Elias. Finn! shouted another voice. The shadow got closer, like it was stooping down to pick up Finn. It was oddly shaped. It had two legs and what looked like two arms, but it was too tall to be a person. And where you would expect a head, there seemed to be another body with two more hands. Who's there? yelled Finn. Who are you? The shadow paused. A strange noise came out. It was high-pitched, 
and sounded like, well, it sounded like laughing. Who's there? The monster's voice sounded out. Who are you? (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh, I got to see your face. The shadow's two large arms reached down and picked up Finn. Out of the gloomy dust and high above the cloud, Finn couldn't believe his eyes. There, sitting atop the shoulders of Meg, Abigail's robot, was his little sister, Paige. Who's there? (laughs) Laughed Paige. Honestly, how do you explorer kids survive anything without me? Finn couldn't be mad that Paige was teasing him. He was laughing too hard. He was too happy to see his little sister. Paige explained that when the Shakespeare astronauts snuck aboard the Marlowe, they had marched all of the adults off the ship, claiming that the Troop 301 kids were all in danger, and the only way to save them was to give up the Marlowe. If the adults got off, Claudius and Hamlet promised 301 would be safe, and if they didn't agree... 301 would be on their own. And you decided it wasn't worth it to save us, laughed Finn. No, silly, said Paige. I didn't believe them. They were talking nonsense about how you had been eaten by a moonworm. Oh, that was actually true, said Elias. Oops, said Paige. Uh, Sorry about that. But Meg, how are you here too, said Finn. They just let you guys stay? Not exactly, said Meg. It's true that Paige didn't believe your predicament, but it's not 100% true. That's why we stayed behind. Fine, said Paige. I was grounded. I was trying to sneak into the robot room. You know what? We don't need to get into that. The point is that I got into trouble and I was sent to my room with Meg to make sure I stayed there. When they rounded up all the adults and put them on the Shakespeare, they never found us. And then all this weird stuff started happening, like the walls started turning into rock. So Meg started to blow us out of here. But what was that growling? said Finn. That was me, said Paige. I was trying to pry the door open with my muscles. Technically, I was using my fireworks to very safely and effectively open the door, said Meg. Wasn't that safe for us, said Elias. Well, we didn't know you were on the other side. So, wait, said Finn, Mom and Dad just left you here? They didn't come to get you? Or make the Shakespeare people get you off too? Paige looked down at Meg. We don't know where Mom and Dad are, she said. I was sent to my room and then I never heard from them again. Elias's mom made the announcement that everyone had to board the Shakespeare. We don't know if Mom and Dad were even on the Marlowe when Claudius and Hamlet got here. Finn didn't know what to make of that. His parents were missing? His house was about to become a planet? His sister's bad behavior made her both a stowaway and a hero? Well, that part he could believe. But the only thing left to do now was to hurry. He told Paige and Meg that Abigail, Foggy, and Valet had gone to the center of the Marlowe to try to save the battery at the center. Then what are we waiting for? Said Meg. Let's go. Meg began running down the corridor with Paige on her shoulders and Elias and Finn sprinting behind her. I guess she misses Abigail, said Elias. They hustled as hard as they could, finding the going tougher as they got closer. The corridors were no longer uniform, forming a spiral around the station. It was more like running through a bunny's burrow, with tunnels crisscrossing and climbing up and dropping down. How do we even know if we're going the right way, said Paige. 
The tunnels were getting smaller, and she was now walking with everyone else. We have to keep going, said Elias. The Marlowe's corridors wound toward the center. As long as we don't turn around, we should be fine. But it was clear things were changing more than they'd realized. And soon the tunnels split, and they had to guess at which way to go. A garbled voice came over the communication system. Who is that? said Paige. I think it's Abigail, said Finn. Abigail, is that you? said Finn. And suddenly, Finn felt sick to his stomach. The gravity controls on the Marlow had given out. They lifted off the floor, and Finn bounced off the low ceiling of the tunnel. They were weightless. What does that mean? said Paige. Finn looked at Elias, who already knew. It means we're too late. All right, so the kids were making their way to the center of the ship to get the battery, but seems like something's already happened. Maybe the center of the ship is already the core of the planet. The gravity controls are destroyed. There's no more gravity on the ship. I want to say thank you for two reasons. To our listeners, Katya and Maya from Chicago, who invited me to do a Choose Your Own Adventure story at their birthday party over Zoom. I had the best time. And they asked me a very tough question about why the explorers could walk around the space station when, in real life, the International Space Station, there's no gravity. They're float- you always see the astronauts floating around. And I thought that was a very good question. And it made me think about what would happen if the Marlowe's gravity controls turned off. And so that's what we saw happen today in the show. So thank you, Katya Maya. Happy belated birthday. It was great to get to meet you. It's great to be at the party. And it's great to steal your ideas. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We will be back next week. And sounds like Bebop is going to be back very soon for the next season of Bebop Tales. Thanks very much. And we will see you next week. Adventures of Fincast means a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. For more great shows like this one, made by me and my partners, go to gzmshows.com. That's Gen Z Media, gzmshows.com. All of our shows are there. You can find a million great podcasts for you and your family thank you so much for sending in your art your ideas your sounds everything love it so much and we will be featuring all that stuff very very soon thank you so much and we will see you next week it's the final countdown hey parents and teachers have you heard about gzmclassroom.com 
It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.